Okay, so let me catch you up to speed. Okay. First, we were friends. We mm-hmm. were each dating other people and they didn't right. quite get our, like, experiences because they weren't mm-hmm. born the same years. Right, uh-huh. Okay, and we realized that we had the same experiences and then we started dating. Yeah, and yeah. then we were dating and we realized that, oh, there were actually some gaps in our experiences. Okay, fine. Then we were engaged and we realized that maybe it'd be kind of fun if we actually showed each other the things that we were, you know, had differences in in our, in our childhoods. And then we kind of wrote them down and then we were married and then we finally decided to do something about that and we created Match Made in Space and then uh, I had the first movie and I showed you Over the Top and then uh, I showed you the movie right before this one which was Poltergeist to the other side and now we're up to here. Okay, that's a good recap, but I think you kind of forgot the part where we were uh, written in blood and uh, bound in human skin. Oh, damn it, I knew I forgot something. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And this time around, I showed Allie Evil Evil Dead Dead 2. Sometimes subtitled Dead by Dawn. Uh, And uh, yeah, directed by... uh, by Sam Raimi in 1987, the sequel to uh, their his first film, The Evil Dead. Oh, is it The Evil Dead? The first film is called The Evil Dead. And the second one is just called Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. 2. Or Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn, right. Depending on, depending on where, where in the release. In I case think. you missed that in the first five seconds that he actually said it. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yes. Yes, and uh, it, it's a, you know, obviously a uh, cult favorite. Uh, it helped uh, really... Kind of kickstarted uh, Sam Raimi's career after the first movie, which was also a cult, cult favorite, was followed up with a much less successful movie called Crime Wave that I've never actually seen. I know it bombed and it, they were kind of despondent, but um, oh, despondent, yes, despondent Raimi. Oh, I'm so oh, sad. Oh no! But so, but anyway, they they originally, you know, like, oh, you know, what am I doing? Elevator um, pitch. What? <laughs> Crash. Mm. Bus. Okay, okay, here it is. There's this book of the dead, and it comes back to life. The book comes to life? The book and the innards inside of it come back to life. I don't know that that's actually what happened. And it possesses people, and then other people die. I feel like you should probably other people get possessed. better notes. and (laughs) And then everybody dies except for one dude. Okay. All right, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what movie you just pitched, but yeah. <laughs> but I'm into it. All right. All right, here's... All right. So. Yes. The Evil Dead. Yes. Super low-budget movie. Cult favorite. Beloved by, you know, Stephen King and uh, and uh, Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a sequel to that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to... Actually, you know what? My original idea beep, was I was going to... Wait, wait. Oh, don't you dare. You take Ding. so much... I, I haven't even gone as long as your first one did. <laughs> all right, never mind. First of all, I was, I was going to give you a really bad pitch where they go back to the Middle Ages. Uh, it's fine. That, no one's ever going to want to make that. That was my original idea. But instead, I'm going to say, let's kind of remake the first movie, only make it much crazier and funnier. I, I'd like to go back to your medieval idea. No, that's not how the timeline works. Speaking of timelines. No. Okay, so anyway... Um, <laughs> So anyway, yeah, Evil Dead 2, uh, Dead by Dawn. This was kind of a this was this was kind of a thing where um, they had again, Raimi had not encountered the success he was hoping for after, but they had a ri- but after Crime Wave, but they had originally long before he and I think Ted, I think it was Spiegel, not Ted Spiegel, Ted, I was thinking of Ted, Ray, Scott Spiegel. I think he and Scott Spiegel had originally gotten together to come up with the, uh, you know. The sequel, a sequel to the Evil Dead okay? called. Well, my brain turned off because you were staring at me. A sequel to the Evil Dead called Evil Dead Two. You know, ver- Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> fuck you! I don't like you anymore. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> it's gonna be Evil Dead Two versus uh, the Army of Darkness or something, or oh. something like that. Wait, but wait, wait, wait! I have to, I have to stop you right now. That was the original idea. Wait, I, I'm confused. Army of Darkness comes in where to this? It's like... the third movie, but but my point is they were they wanted to make basically Army of Darkness as the second movie. Yes, but 
at that point, they were not really doing so successful money-wise. And Stephen King was a big booster of the original movie. And Stephen King, who had just directed uh, his, first, his directorial debut, and I think the only movie he ever directed, but I may be wrong, uh, Maximum Overdrive, mm-hmm. uh, produced by Dino De Laurentiis. And King brought Raimi and company to De Laurentiis and said, hey, you know, these guys can make a good horror movie for you. And the thing is, I think they basically, whoever, like, he pitched it with, like, they, like, they, they kind of established, yeah, we don't want to do your medieval one. Can you kind of do something more like the first one where we know we can make some money? Mm. So they went back to the drawing board and basically made, kind of took a lot of, like, how the original one was and kind of just, they didn't, they didn't cold remake it. That's a misconception about this movie. It's not a straight up remake of the first movie. But they added a lot of the same like premise of being of them being trapped in the cabin. Mm-hmm. But this is actually a direct sequel to the first movie. The events in the first movie technically happened, though not a hundred percent how it's recapped. The first movie actually has five people in it. That sort of sounds like a cold open. Yeah, it's almost like why are you panic? You, you, we're supposed to let them figure things out for themselves. Oh no, I was more saying that. No, what I was saying. See, see, you killed the joke there. No, what actually, saying, you had already killed it. No, but. what I was saying was that it that, that what happened in our cold open is not really what happened in our real life. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's I the see joke I was making. Oh, okay, you killed that joke too. <laughs> we all killed that joke. Uh, no, I'm yeah. kidding. Oh, wah, wah. sad faces. So, uh, but uh, essentially, what they so the misconception is that the first movie that it's kind of a lot of people think it's kind of just the fir- the the first movie done again but funnier. Oh, I see. Okay. But it isn't exactly that. The fir- but the first movie is recapped at the beginning in, the, in that whole thing with the Necronomicon ex mortis bound in blood and blah, blah, bound in human skin and written in blood, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but that whole recap of Ash going to the cat, they, 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 they re- first of all, they reshot that sequence because the actress who plays Linda is not the same one from the original movie. Right. Uh, they ignored the fact there were three other people with them in the original thing. They ignored the fact that large chunks of the cabin were actually destroyed in the first movie. They ignored the fact that the book itself, which I don't think was called the Necronomicon in the first, it's been a while since I've seen it, uh, but I don't think the, like, I've only seen the original one once. Uh, it's very good, but it's more of a serious low-budget horror movie than it is, like, a romp. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I tend to go for the, for the other movies in the series, uh, if I'm going to watch. But, um, hush you. Quiet baby in the cellar. That's is coming out. <laughs> Quiet baby in the cellar. Um, but uh, it... Wow, you see, now, now I'm throwing again. <laughs> wow, I am so distracted right now. I'm having a hard time if we, did, if we didn't need to do this because we've been putting this off for a week. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, essentially, like, they got rid of... They, they trimmed it down, got some characters, reshot it, and kind of retold it. Yeah, the book was kind of destroyed at the end of it. Uh, but oh, okay. then the book's not destroyed in this one, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but... But the whole point of it is that they kind of turned it, like they basically told the first story, is just, it was just Ash's girlfriend going out, he, hearing the words of the book, waking up the dead, they become, you know, they're, all of them become deadites, Ash ends up uh, killing all of them by the end of the book. And the, 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 the first one, spoiler, ends with him throwing the book into the fireplace and basically all the deadites freeze and crumble. Ah. And but then he goes outside, uh, you know, and, and, the, and the, the motorcycle. And the, comes yeah. at him. Well, it's not a motorcycle in reality. Well, well, he was a motorcycle in reality. But yes, the camera shot of the camera flying right up to him and attacks him behind, and that's the uh, that's the end of the movie. Is oh no, he's not alone. He's not safe. Yeah. But uh, in this movie, they go up. They have him bury Linda. He's out in the thing. And, you know, he thinks he's escaped, and then that's when you know, the the they, they do the thing where it comes up to his face, and then it just that's when the movie actually the new movie actually starts. When he goes flying through the trees yes. and that crazy stop, you know. So are we starting? So now we're at now we've done the pre, the, the prologue uh, of explaining and I did, and I over explain that uh, because bit. I'm a super ADHD and you keep interrupting me whenever I'm trying to like just get the facts out. Uh, you're the I, worst. I don't think I interrupted you last time. I think it was the baby. The baby is an extension of you. It's fifty percent of your DNA. Half of you interrupted me. So then you also interrupted you. But when I interrupt me, that's called stammering. Which, so I stammered a little, but then half of you interrupted. I half stammered and I was half interrupted. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, Let's go back to the timeline where I don't marry you. And we just, <laughs> we remain friends. So anyway, um, the movie, let's go back to the movie. And the movie, of course, every movie has the same star. That's, of course, the car that uh, they drive in. Yes. That's in every movie. Yes. Other than that, I can't think of anyone. This Nobody movie else in that movie is like the no, same. No, this, this movie star. This movie stars essentially. 
superly just Bruce Campbell and then a bunch of, uh, you know, horror character actors. It's funny. Bruce Campbell is the, I know you're going to be like, what? It's kind of like the John Hamm of that time. I'm not, I'm not like, what? No. Bruce you Campbell's think? a, he's a very handsome man with a very powerful chin who is very funny. And okay with like. With, with being, of, a, with make, making a fool of himself yeah. if he needs to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's no, totally different. Like, Hamm. I think John Hamm is a much better straight actor yes, than Bruce I, Campbell. I will agree with that. But Bruce Campbell and John Hamm both have that sort of handsome charisma thing going okay, on. Like, we'll see. like okay. yeah, no, I don't I don't think that's a weird comparison at all. I think And they're both white. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Britta. I didn't know you had to make a big make it a big deal. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, can, so, so, John kind of already gave gave you sort of the beginning of this movie. The only thing that he didn't really go into, which I think, well, I was actually going to actually do. We can we can really quickly actually say what's in the recap. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Well, that's what I was going. Okay, to bye, 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 bye. Well, I was going to say because uh, I'll well, just, I was just drink this Lacroix while you do that. Actually, no, it's not going to be very long. I just wanted to make clear because I kind of said it really fast. I want to make clear that essentially. What happens in the storyline is Ash and his girlfriend Linda go to a cabin out in the woods. Can you do me a favor? I'm going to interrupt you again. Can you do me a favor? Can you do it in the necromancer voice? No. I absolutely absolutely cannot. Ash and his girlfriend Linda (laughs) travel to... I can't... I'm seriously like... The the announcer will be stammering like I do and going basically um, um, yeah, um, and so that. um, That makes it even um, funnier, actually. um, um. So, yeah... They, they end up going together. They're going for a weekend in a cabin, and they, they, they drive out in the middle of nowhere. They go to this cabin, and it's occupied by, well, it's abandoned. Allie, I need you to not, they can't see you doing this, but I can, and it's distracting. It's just, sorry. It's I massively to, distracting. I was trying to help you. No, it absolutely is not helpful. Why would you think that would be helpful? I, I, you're, that's the heckler mentality. Oh, I was just trying to help the act. Why do you think it would help to make silly faces and poses while I'm trying to remember well, what I'm funny. saying? It was actually really hilarious. So anyway, so anyway, they they go to this cabin. It's abandoned. There's a but there was they find this tape recording of this professor who found this book, and he's like, "I will now speak the words aloud for the first time." And he says those words aloud, and that wakes up the dead. Basically, it's a magical spell from this ancient book, the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, which is this ancient book. Full of from the the dawn of history, full of dark, evil spells and things about demons and stuff written in blood, bound in human skin. It's you see a lot more of it in Army of Darkness, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> you know, the book's missing some pages, which uh, will come up later. And uh, essentially, what happens? The, de- the dead are awakened. Linda turns into a monster. Uh, he kills Linda. He beheads her, buries her um, in the woods. In the woods. Uh, and then as he goes back from her grave, that's when the motorcycle camera trick. And that's the very famous Sam Raimi, like, zoom-in camera stuff, which uh, all the Evil Dead movies have. And I think he uses it in... It's actually really similar, terrifying. He uses a lot of similar camera tricks in a lot of his movies. Like It's I, terrifying. Well, I even I even think he kind of does modified versions of it in the, in the Spider-Man movies, where you see Spider-Man swinging from a... Because it's a POV. Yeah. But it's like... He, yeah, he does these like crazy zoom camera things. It's all the different speed. In the movie, it's also done with this incredible screaming sound effect going through it. Like, you know, it, it does. It actually is a really good way of doing this kind of eldritch horror that you can't conceive. Because a lot of times you, the, the, the noise, you never really see what's making the noise. Yeah, you don't know what's coming I mean, at you. You see, you see the result of it, but you don't see. And sometimes what it you is. see people seeing it and, and screaming yeah. in terror, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, uh, which is, I think it works. I mean, it, I mean, this movie's it's not very, afraid to show you actual gore and crazy shit. I but, mean, it is very Tarantino's briefcase, right? Um, which Pulp is fiction. Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Oh, you mean? Oh, do you mean the briefcase from? Oh shoot, I forgot the freaking. Uh, it's the, it's a it's a it's a Mickey Spillane movie. That, uh, that that Tarantino stole it. From. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, what is the movie? God, it's uh, there's a there's a there's a movie that there's a briefcase with radioactive material. Ah. Uh, and uh, in, uh, I think there's another movie where there's a similar thing too. There's like two different movies that he got the idea from. But there's a God, I, I'm, it's killing me that I can't remember uh, the name of this movie. It's, okay. it's not out of the past. That's the Robert Mitchum movie. Yeah, out of the past. But it's a uh, Kiss Me Deadly, maybe. Maybe Kiss Me Deadly. Well, let's do it. Yeah, okay, gross. Uh, but yeah, there's a movie. There's an old movie with it, where the briefcase opens up and there's a bunch of light, ah. it. and it's also used in um, in uh, we did it, Repo Man. Yes. Yeah, Tarantino. Tarantino is a lot of things. Foot fetishist. 
kind of a weird pervert guy who likes to say the n-word in his scripts a lot uh but he's a excellent pastiche artist mm. not so much an original guy mm. um i mean he's an excellent that film, what, technical filmmaker that is what billy joel calls himself yes I'm sure that's Billy Colt and Joel calls himself a lot of things when he's been drinking. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, so Ash gets attacked by this invisible force that carries him through the woods. And you get this weird special effect of him flying, getting smacked uh, through the trees, hitting his head. Basically, he's possessed. Uh, well, that's that happens after he lands. <sighs> but yes, he gets oh possessed. Oh, my God. <laughs> So he gets possessed, he's freaked out, he's turning into like he has this horrible deadite face, his pupils are milky, his you know face is all stretched and has like a crone nose and a longer chin and sunken skull, you know, skull eyes. And then the sun comes up and he sh- and you know and he returns to normal. Yeah, he somehow like shakes it off. He shakes it off when the sun comes up. And he's like freaks out and he's like, you know, and he sees like what is it the join us. Yeah. But here's the thing. I wrote, sun, not good for devil. That's usually true. <laughs> Except for the sun devils. Um, yes, but, the demon um, voice. Yeah. Um, basically, it's like a superimposed, uh, it makes the house almost look like it's... Yeah, he goes, back to, he goes back to the to cabin. Because he has nowhere to go. And, well, he think, Well, he doesn't know he has nowhere to go yet. He's That's going true. back to the cabin. He hears the join us. And he basically That's goes, when he decides to... Nope. <laughs> he just lie. nopes out and he drives nopes, the car he away. He nopes out. What, what, what any sane person would do. And I kind of like that Like, like this movie immediately sets up that he's not... I mean, Ash is consistently kind of an idiot. That's kind of one of his character traits. And it gets exaggerated. He gets dumber as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. But he's also... It's like no matter how dumb he is as like... Uh, a human being he you know he's a, like especially in army of darkness he gets very weird and arrogant and stupid but he's very competent at fighting the deadites and that yeah. comes and that's a competence that develops over the course of this movie but the one thing he's never stupid about and a lot of horror people are is he wants to get the fuck out of the situation yeah. immediately he doesn't think well let me investigate yeah he doesn't want to investigate. he's just like nah i'm out but unfortunately, that's when we learn. And Allie was wondering why they had the matte painting shot of them crossing yes. that bridge. And it looks so cheap and <laughs> model-like. So cheap. And it's like, well, that was because that bridge then has to turn. And they did not have the budget to actually tear and make a real set of a torn bridge over yeah. a ravine. So, yes. So, uh, yeah. The bridge is all wrapped up like, it, like, it, like it's been blown apart and yeah. rolled up. So yeah. there's no way to get across this bridge to leave. And he's like, no. And he has to go... Uh, yeah, has to go back. And man, this movie hits the ground it, running. Well, that's the thing I was about to say. Is like, I wrote notes. I wrote notes. Um, I didn't have to write notes for the last one because I know it pretty well. I did not know what I was watching. I was writing notes and I would, I think I have half notes all the way through because as soon as I would start writing something, there's no break. There's no breathing time. There's nothing. It's It, it hits the ground running and it doesn't let up. Yeah, and I, I, I got to say, uh, I, I'm looking at my notes. I have a lot of notes, but a lot of them are, like, real jotty. And yeah. I'm like, because I thought, you know what, it's not a big deal. I'll jot them short because we, we're recording it the next day. That was a week ago. Yeah. We have, uh, we keep, like, we keep getting uh, COVID depressed into not doing it and COVID exhausted into not doing it. Well, um, and one of us is working right now, so, you know. Oh, so for the first time in seven or eight years, That's I right. has a job. Yeah, and suddenly it's a <laughs> suddenly it's a big deal. It's always nice when I... When you get to shame me on these podcasts. I well, you were me. shaming me. Someone has a job. I wasn't saying I, that you don't. I had a job up until a week ago, I and know, I and I, I technically still have a job. I just don't have any clients right now. It wasn't a personal attack well, on I feel you. Like it was a bit of an attack. It was more like I'm, I'm, I'm gone from the house a lot. So anyway, we move away from uh, from Ash um, and the cabin. Oh, I forgot to give you lawyer's number. <laughs> oh, yes. No, no, I've got him on speed dial. Okay, speed dial's not a thing. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. That's a joke from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's on speed dial now because all it is is a name you select. You okay there? You okay? You, you okay? You okay there, Linda? You okay? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, it's very funny. Our son likes to sing. Anyway, okay. um, so anyway, we cut now to the to what is obviously the daughter of this professor that was in the original uh, ca- that owns the cabin, yes. and her '80s guy boyfriend in this incredibly low budget. What is an airport? I guess. Like, I guess it's supposed to be like a tarmac. I think yeah, it's I probably guess. a private airfield. Yeah, you know. 
and they're getting off a plane. They, uh, you know, she's she's found these pages of the Necronomicon, and she's gonna take them straight to her dad. And she mentioned something about a possible doorway to another world. Yeah, is what her dad said, or she read in the book. I can't remember which one. And we jump back to Ash. He is in the time that they've done this scene. Uh, we, I guess, we could have had it by montage. I think it's also it's important still, say, to just mention something. You can I mention know. it when I'm not mid sentence. I'm sorry. Continue. We, we in the time that he's taken uh, this gap, instead of montaging through it, he actually boarded up while while the camera wasn't on him. So the house still boarded up like in a zombie movie. Yes. Which I guess this movie in many ways is very similar to. I want to just I want to pounce back. I want to pounce back. I want to bounce back to um, Annie. One of the things that I think is important to note is that um, she hasn't spoken to her father or either of her parents in in as long as she's been on this expedition, yeah, searching right. for this weight. But the boyfriend um, said he hasn't spoken to them in a week. Um, and there's no phone at the cabin. Yeah, right. Those are important things. Okay, they are important if someone's actually watching the movie, but they're not that. We'll get to it. Uh, we we would have gotten to it. Yeah, so yeah, the cabin's well, in the middle of nowhere. Why wouldn't you just call for help? There's no phone in the cabin, John. I mean. Where's the phone, John? A cabin in the middle of nowhere, uh, the default assumption is it doesn't have a phone. You know, it is the 80s. Right, I know it's the 80s. So there's no cell phone, so we don't have the cell phone there's problem. no one on speed dial, John. I know. There's no one on speed dial. I am aware. Okay, <laughs> continue. For crying out loud. Anyway, he looks out through the, the gaps in his boarded up window because he hears something, I guess, or senses something. It's hard to tell in this movie what people hear and what people sense. Yeah, Sometimes sure. you wonder if they're hearing the diegetic noise or whether it's part of the soundtrack, uh, which is fine, actually. It works for the movie. But like, there's this sort of a ethereal dance music playing, and that's when Linda, well, Linda comes out of the uh, the grave in a very great stop motion dance scene. It's where wild. where her head just rolls around and let, her headless body comes up and she ends up grabbing the head and rolls it on, and she's saying, "Dance with me, dance with me," and oh no, oh no, oh, oh he wakes up. It was just a nightmare. He's sitting in a rocking chair. I wrote and then dreaming. Nope, it and was not wrote, a dream no. because all of a sudden her head's in, her, in his lap and then she bites him on the web of his hand. Yep. And he freaks out and runs, like, runs and, like, he's, like, bouncing around the room holding this, you know, model head, like, all right, kayfabe dropping. Bruce Campbell is uh, is holding this model head in his hand and banging into the things around the room. This movie, Campbell especially, because for large chunks of the movie, I would say 40, 50% of this movie is Bruce Campbell is the only actor on yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe maybe there's another actor in a shimp suit yeah. Yeah, on screen. That shimp is one of the like terms they would use for the monsters on, on set. But um, a lot of the movie is Bruce Campbell alone on screen doing a lot of very physical stuff. And, yes. and again, in this movie, it's very much more physical comedy. Then it, it, like it, this movie is a this movie is a horror movie. There, there's no no, it's horror. It's a horror movie. It's got some genuinely creepy, scary moments, but it's but this movie is also at its core a comedy. It knows this is that, that 80, it knows it has some funniness. Well, this to it. this is an '80s horror comedy. Yeah, it's funny. which is a like a genre I actually quite like. The the the, the '80s did horror comedy very well. Um, but um, he's bang like he's banging the, the head around trying to get it off. Like ah, yeah, you bitch, you know, and um. And then, so he, uh, then as he's trying to, like, he ends up clamping her head into the vice in the, because he finds the the tool shed of there, clamps her head into the vice. Vice! And then as he's trying to, like, get her her head off his hand, that's when her headless body comes charging in with a chainsaw. Yes. And, uh, you know, like, there's a whole, there's a whole thing where he's fighting against her and the chainsaw, chainsaw, and he finally wrestled, like, he ends up turning the chainsaw around and the headless body, like, falls on and he cuts, and he cuts her body in half. Um, and then, she and, then and, and she at one point she's like like when she's locked in the vice she's like you know like she turns back to normal and she's yeah. like help me Ash and like you know and then but he doesn't fall for it and she right. turns back into a devil and he, he he it does like it cuts to like he's like chainsawing her and blood is hitting him in the face you don't yep. see her getting chainsawed you, you see tons of blood spattering him and he's like laughing and crying maniacally at the same time and some blood lands on the light bulb and it turns the whole room like it suddenly it's like a red gel went over all the lights it's very hilarious well more probably a red lens over the camera but um, oh yeah yeah it's 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 so great because it's like one of those it's one of those like it's the cheesiest thing but it works so well it's yeah. both it's both creepy and genuinely hilarious yeah. and stupid and like i love it um, I just would like to read my notes up to this point. <clears throat> Dreaming? Nope. nope. No, no, wait, no. These are all... Oh, okay. I, 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 
Because <laughs> we're we're only up to here. Oh, yeah, okay. Dreaming? Nope. Head bites the hand that f- fed her. Okay, gave her the necklace. Oh, we didn't talk about the necklace. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there's a whole fla- there's a whole flashback thing in the in the beginning she gives him a necklace. I forgot and it, you know. And that's where my stupid joke came. Bites the hands that fe- f- bites the hand that feeds her. Fed her. Oh, okay, gave her the necklace. Yeah, then yeah. vice exclamation point chainsaw in Linda's body. Those are exactly your notes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, Oh yeah, that's right. We're not here yet. Yeah. So then like he's freaking out and he's like talking to himself. He has to talk to himself a lot in this movie because <laughs> nobody he's else the there. Only, much like in Die Hard, like you're just gonna be watching someone quietly like look nervous if you don't have them uh, be talking like to narrate their constantly. life. Yeah. So uh, so he ends up so he's muttering to himself and he's God, like he's our oh, two year old. You know and he's like, everything's fine. Everything's going to be fine. And he looks in the mirror and then his own reflection comes out and grabs him by the shoulders and says, we just cut up our girlfriend with a chainsaw. Does that sound fine? <laughs> you know, and then he and then basically he, you know, like he like screams again and, you know, and then he's back to normal. You know, like he's obviously losing it. Things have gone crazy. And then, you know. There's a line about give me back my hand. I know at this point his hand's starting to get a little wank. Oh, no. I think his hand, at this point he realizes his hand, his hand's trying to kill him. Yes, he says, give me back my hand. And then we get a cut. And we're back to Annie. Uh, Annie is on the way to her dad's thing. And she's found the same roadblock. The road's closed. And they think there's no way out. And then this, you know, this, you know, this car pulls up. And it's this hillbilly, like, this hillbilly and his, and his girlfriend that's, uh, uh, Bobby Joe is the girl, actually. I can't remember what the yeah, hillbilly's I don't called. Remember what his um, name I, is. I, you know, I could look on this. I have, I have the thing open, but essentially, it's a it's a hillbilly and his and his girlfriend. It's hillbilly uh, and Jake. Jake and Billy Joe. Or yeah. Bobby Joe. Yeah. Bobby Joe. Yeah. Wait, let me make sure I'm right. Dan Hicks is Jake. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dan. Yeah. That's Jake. That's Dan Hicks. Yeah. Bobby Joe. And so this hillbilly and his girlfriend are like, oh, you can't go that way. The bridge is the. The only way, and there's there's a whole thing about some money gets involved, and he's yeah. like, oh yeah, there's a way, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's a trail you can. Yeah, and and she's like, all right, here's the, and he's like, I, and like there's this whole argument, like he'll do it, like he wants to do it for like a hundred dollars. Well, it's originally like forty or fifty. Like yeah. it ends up being like, I'll give you a hundred if you take my bags. And he yeah. looks, and he sees this small purse and like the and like something in in the car in the in the truck car, and he's like, yeah, I'll do that, and you know, which, you know, will we'll get to later because then we have my favorite part of the movie the absolute crazy slapstick of bruce campbell fighting his own hand <laughs> and it's pretty it's pretty spectacular I, I will say i will say um i think modern modern day movie we'll get to it took a lot of its idea from uh, from this modern day movie modern day Adam's family. Yes. You realize that movie was made like f- three and a half years after this, if that much. Yeah, they got their idea from watching this movie. <laughs> I, don't I, sh- I don't think they got their idea from watching this movie. Listen, I think they got their idea from watching the Adams Family. Well, <laughs> shitty hand in shitty movie. Was, Thing was we, never. No, not that. Not that. No, not Adams Family. This hand. Oh yeah. Evil, okay. Evil shitty hand. Okay, I'm just saying. I've got it. You better not be taking. You better not be saying. You thing know is I shitty. love thing. You. I will not hear one bad and word not said a bad, of a single member of the Adams family. Not even thing. Hubert. There will never be a bad thing said about okay, any of good, the Adams family. Good, because this is about to become a very different podcast. Uh, I was talking about shitty hand and shitty stupid. Shitty hand, yeah, yes, yeah. Ash's hand. So anyway, he's he's fighting his own. He's holding his like it's it's a lot of good slapstick. He's like Why grabbing you show himself. Them, John? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yes, I just acted it out. There's a great scene where he grabs his own hair and flips himself. <laughs> He ends up knocking him. The hand ends up knocking him unconscious at one point. Yeah, and it's dragging his unconscious body towards a cleaver, and that's when we cut back to Annie and the hillbillies and all them walking, and that the, the hillbilly has got is is carrying this enormous steamer trunk steamer on his trunk, back, yeah. and that was actually her real bags, which is a good laugh. That's a good laugh. And then we get to we get to basically the whole thing of Ash finally like wrestles his hand. Uh, uh, his hand, his hand is fight, like trying to get to the cleaver, you know, to to kill him. Ash wakes up, like manages, he stabs a fork in the hand at one point. There's a lot of slapstick. He's fighting, he's, fight, he's fighting, and of course, it hurt, it still hurts him to do this. Yeah. He's like, ah, you know, but he he ends up seeing the the chainsaw, 
and he's like, it was Chekhov's chance. And he's like, no, 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 no. You know, but he's like, yeah, I got to do it. So he ends up cutting his own hand off with the chainsaw and drop, putting it in a trash can and throwing a bunch of books on top with the classic, the top book on the stack is A Farewell, Farewell to, to Arms. <laughs> Which is brilliant. So it doesn't take very long for the hand to escape. Oh, the hand is like, peace the fuck the out, The hand gets y'all. out almost immediately. He the like turns around like, and he's like, ah. Is this shit done taking there's me a, in. There's a, the, the, he's chasing the hand around the house with a shot with the shotgun. It goes and through it, a mouse like, hole. You know, he's, but the, by the way, he's tied up his hand and tourniqueted it and stuff. He's not going to bleed to death. I mean, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, so he, he basically. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, the audience, not you. <laughs> I'm sure they were worried. Well, you, you're the one who stopped everything to explain why there's no phone. <laughs> well, I think. I think it's important that he doesn't bleed to death, which is much more likely than there being a phone in a cabin in the middle of nowhere, with miles away from any power lines. Tourniqueting his hand. So anyway, the hand is running through the house, tormenting him as as he's trying to shoot it. It's very funny. Um, The hand gets caught by a mousetrap at one point, and he laughs at it. Laughing at it. He finally, finally, at one point, the hand. uh, Does the hand like? um, The hand flips him off at one point. Yeah, Yeah, there's. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of crazy shit. He finally, like, the hand is in the wall, and he hears it, and he finally turns, shoots the wall. And then blood starts dripping out of the oh, wall. So and then blood starts dripping out all over the walls. And then guys are of blood. Yeah, like a blood fountain. Which is something, yeah, which is something, I'm not going to lie, you see a lot in these movies and I love it every time. This ridiculous geyser of blood splashes him in the face. And, and this is when Ray Liotta comes into the movie. Oh, this is so good. Uh, this is when, yeah, he's, he's collapsed in his chair again and he's looking around and like, Everything in the room, like he looks over and sees the deer head on the wall, and it looks at him, yeah. and it's now it's a puppet, and it starts like laughing, like, <laughs> yeah, and, and and a uh, like one of those like flexible arm lamps, yeah. like starts do, animated, Lu- like Luxo? like Luxo Junior, Luxo, Luxo Junior, <laughs> but but even more like more like a snake lamp, yeah. and it's like it's doing the laugh. <laughs> And the whole room is laughing. Everything's moving around and like Clocks like and, low yeah. budget student film stop motion yeah. animation. It's great. Uh, the whole room is just shaking and laughing at him, and he starts laughing like maniacally. Um, He's laughing like Ray Liotta. Yeah, in, like yeah, in he's like, <laughs> it's like this totally mirthless, crazy. wide eye. Like his eyes don't the, the mouth the laugh does not reach his, his eyes, eyes, and his mouth is just open barking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he hears someone go to the door, and he shoots the door, and everything's quiet. Yeah. And. It turns out it's the people coming in. He accidentally wings Bobby Joe, uh, the 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 girl who is with the hillbilly. Yeah, shoots her on the shoulder. He he wings her in the shoulder. I never actually I never actually learned Annie's boyfriend's name. They're all there, but essentially after he got Annie's boyfriend is uh, I don't know, uh, Chad. 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 Chadley. Jeff. Um, oh my God, maybe there's no one listed here. Broman. Jeff. Jeff sounds like a good name. Let's, Let's just call him Jeff. Jeff. I'm gonna call you Jeff. All right. I'm gonna call you Jeff. All right. So anyway, Jeff, I guess, um, like, but it's not Jeff who comes in. It actually no. he's charged by the, by Jake the hillbilly. Jake, yeah. Leaps in, leaps into the room, uh, like ends up like like wrestles him down. Uh, Jeff comes in and helps him. Eventually, they 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 end up hitting him in the head and knocking him out. Yeah. And they're like, "Fuck you, dude. Yeah. You just shot Who are you? us." And you're in the you're in this cabin and you're not supposed to be and here. And they yeah, and they they think he they think he's killed her parents. Yes. Because it's like, okay, what the hell's going on? This cabin is full of blood. It's crazy. You know, like most of the blood disappears. Like the blood guys are blood almost always disappears pretty quickly in these movies. But they're still like everything's torn up. There's gunshot wounds everywhere. Yeah, it's clear you know, that there was bloody things laying around. There was some murder shit going down. And but they, what they do is they 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 what are we going to do with him? And they look over and they see the trap door to the basement with a chain on it. Cellar. Cellar. You're right. They do say it's a cellar. Yeah. But they, so they 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 toss they toss him down there down the down into the cellar, just like throw him unceremoniously down the stairs. Now again, this thing is chained closed, but it's loosely chained closed, so you can crack it open a little bit. Yeah. And they just basically push him through the gap and toss him down there. And um, this is this. By the way, this cellar actually shows up in the first movie, but they. They they end up putting the dead body of a friend in there, and then she escapes because she becomes a deadite and blah 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 or something like that. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember Whatever. the sellers in both movies. Um, but they don't talk about it in the prologue, so this is a surprise if you haven't seen the first. Movie. Yes, it was a uh, surprise for me. You know, so they, I have not seen the first movie. Yeah, so they they talk they you know they toss him in there, and then they see the the tape, and they start playing the tape. 
Yes. Of the, of the professor talking. And he mentions how, since I have said those words, these terrible things have happened. Yes. And ha- how his wife has been possessed. And, and she's, she's go- become she's, a host. And she's become a host of this. And he had to kill her. Yeah. And he's like, I, and I, threw her I, in the cellar. I buried her in the cellar. I couldn't, I couldn't you know, destroy her body. So I just, I, I couldn't, I, I just, I buried her in the soft floor of the cellar. Because the cellar has a dirt floor. Is her name Henrietta? Yeah, I think it was Henrietta, yes. Something like that. Yeah, I think it is. Um, yes. Yes. Wow, cool. Henrietta. So basically that's whenever, like, basically they, you know, that's when uh, Ash wakes up and he's like, oh, God. Yeah. You know, I think he even hear. did he hear her say I buried I her in the cellar? No. Or he, But Or he wakes up in the cellar and he's like, and you, and but he, basically you see, this is where the movie gets the, the appearance of longtime veteran uh, appearer in small cameo roles in Sam Raimi movies. Ted Raimi, his brother. Yes. And Ted Raimi is, of course, the master of playing dead things in these movies. Uh, he almost always appears in these movies as one of the monsters. And he plays dead Henrietta. And yes. She's all bloated. And gross. And gross. And like, it's this gross latex suit. There's a wonderful story about this that uh, Greg Nicotero, who uh, you know has since done a lot. Greg Nicotero was part of the effects team for this movie. And he's since done a crap load of stuff. Yes. He was the main effects guy for The Walking Dead show. By uh, second know, season. But, yeah. Yeah. Wow, nerd! <laughs> I was just well, the trying. first season was the other dude who who had directed it, and then Greg Nicotero started like. Directing. Well, I, I'm not saying directing; I'm saying special effects. Oh no, he was in the special effects from the get- beginning. Yes, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, He's yeah, the main yeah. spe- like because special effects is Greg Nicotero's deal. Yeah. So this, but this is one of his earlier movies. Yeah. Um, not his first movie, but one of the early movies he's worked on. But Greg, Greg Nicotero tells a story apparently of Ted Raimi was in this that that suit did not breathe. He was covered in like latex all over his entire body. And apparently he was sweating so bad because he was so hot in that suit that they would have to literally pour out liquid from it at the end of the night. And there's a scene later in the movie where he's like, where he's, uh, when he, like later on, where you can literally see liquid sweat pouring out of the ear (laughs) <laughs> the ear hole it's of really it. Really gross. It's okay. very gross. I'm really not interested in talking about this. But yes. I'm going to vomit all of it. But anyway, it. Ted Raimi says a very, the very famous line, which is said more than once in this movie, I'll swallow your soul! <laughs> uh, to him. Um, there's this, there's this crazy, like he's like, let me out, let me out, let me out. They, they end up, he end up get, he ends up getting out and, uh, you know, she's like looking out of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the trap door. She's yeah. looking out of the trap door. Um, you know, and yeah, and Annie's the reason that he gets out of there. Yeah, she realizes right. that that. And there's a there's a scene where he, he hits her in the face or something like something happens and her eyeball pops out yeah. and lands in Annie's mouth and not in, in Billy Joe's mouth. She's yeah. like, ah! yeah, you know, yeah. super gross. It's hilarious and stupid, and it's awesome. But then we get one of the more chilling moments in it, which has happened a couple of times. That deadites have the ability to look like they used to. Yeah, and suddenly it's just this poor sweet old woman, you know, going. Annie, let me out. Remember that time when we were children? You were ch- a child, and I. And and she starts singing to her. And she starts singing to her. Hush you know, little baby. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason that even gets broken up is because then her boyfriend turns around, and it turns out he's been possessed too. Yeah, he's been. He's a deadite. Yeah. I guess he got bit. I don't really know how the deadite thing works. I she bit him. Maybe I don't know. I don't You're know. Biting. Her. Maybe. Maybe I cannot. I can't really. But he comes around possessed. He's like, yeah. and then he ends up like floating in the air, and she's in the trap door, and they're like basically saying, "You'll be dead by dawn, dead yeah. by dawn," and they speak in these this dispossessed, like horrible voice that isn't you know that isn't their normal voice, you know. Um, and then um, basically what ends up happening, it, what ends up? I have green blood boyfriend. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, like whenever like. Like I can't remember if the if, I, I can't remember if it's the boyfriend or whatever is attacking Annie, but like they they try to get Ash to help and he just runs away and he's like coward. Yeah. And then Ash comes back with an axe. Yeah, that's right. He yeah he basically hacks up the boyfriend with an axe and it, and he has green blood instead of yeah. red blood, which yeah. is inexplicable. And I don't know exactly why he had green blood. Everything else in this movie seems to have red blood. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, yeah, then you get a bunch of crazy sound and, and maybe because he's shit. rich. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> is this whatever? Is this the part whenever they, they they hear the sound effects all together? You where the thing comes in? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like like basically, so they realize they're trapped in there, and they they're all together. You know, this is the classic every zombie movie. This is the, the total night of the, the original Night of the Living Dead format. They're trapped in this place, boarded up. That there's a, a great evil outside, you know, coming for them, and. Um, but you get this like that, the, like the, like there's this great scene where like the sound is moving around and they're they're all like move like looking at like 
trying to find this out. Trying to figure out what's going on. They're like they all look in unison one way, then the other, then the other, and up and down. And the, the camera gets really weird. Like it's like everything gets distorted in different ways. It's 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 one of those things where it it, it works. Yeah. It shouldn't. It's super cheap. It's super. But cheap. it works. It's it somehow goes. And whatever the, the thing is that they're hearing, it and ends seeing, up going it in the other going room. into the bedroom. And so, and they basically end up with Ash. Ash ends up being the the one they send in. Well, and Annie comes with him. Annie follows him. She yeah. she she goes. All right, I'm going to. But she but he like they send him in, and then there's a an inexplicable moment yeah. where her father's spirit just shows up. Yes, it's never explained how, and they trust him implicitly, and they're right to. He's not wrong. Yeah. But like, I don't know why. If I would just trust. After, like, one of these just pretended to be my mother, I don't know that I would be so trusting of this. Well, this he doesn't spectral... look like a deadite. He looks. Well, he's a ghost. He's a ghost. But it's like this is never explained yeah, or, or elaborated not, on yeah. how he got away. But he tells her basically that, that she has to read those pages. The ones she found. The ones she found. And, you know. And uh, and that'll help. Like if if she if she does it properly, it'll dispel all the evil, and the, the world will be safe from these hideous monsters. And uh, you know, every, and and by the way, by this point, Bobby, Joe, and Jake have come in too because they're all scared. You know, and they're they're like holding each other's hands and super nervous. And at one point, um, at one point, Bobby Joe says, "You're holding my hand too tight." And uh, he's like, I'm not, I'm not holding me. your hand. And, oh, look, it's Ash's hand again. <laughs> they throw it away. Uh, she, she runs off. And that's when she freaks out and just runs out. Oh, yeah, like, she Bobby Joe, come on. And this is where you just, you don't be the one who runs off. I mean, you know she was going to be the first one to die. I mean, it was we, either going to be him or her. Yeah. You know. Well, actually, the first one to die was her boyfriend. Oh, no, no. I mean, I meant like the first girl to die. Oh, yeah. No, the she boy, was the first, yeah. 80s guy died, died so stupidly. Yeah. It was like, yeah, whatever. But yeah. She runs, just, she just goes running off by herself into the woods, and, he, and he's like, we got to get her. And he's like, no, she, she can't. She's gone. Not, she's gone. And she runs off. She gets attacked by vines. It's monster trees. Like, you know, the trees outside are basically untrustworthy and horrible. She gets covered in vines and dragged. And then she ends up basically being turned into a stunt person who's dragged behind a car. Yeah. <laughs> because she suddenly is just dragged away. And then she slams into a tree. And as she slams into the tree, they do an immediate jump cut as she's making impact to them breaking the glass on that case with yes, the pages in it. Yes. It's, a great, it's a great cut. And this is where the pages have something that Allie didn't notice. And I don't blame her because it's, uh, it's, it's easy to miss in the first round through, which is the whole thing about the hero in the sky. Oh, yeah. The, the picture. Yeah. Because the picture, if you look carefully at the picture of the hero in the sky... Like, he's got a blue shirt on. I thought it looked like him. Did you? I you, did. Because you were very surprised at the end. No, I wasn't. I was surprised because I was like, wow, it's the picture. Oh, okay. I thought That you were... was, no. I was, okay. I was like, but yeah, it's kind of funny. It's essentially how it's like in 1300 AD, the, the, like, the hero from the sky came down uh, and... You know, and, and it's it's basically a picture of what, and you can't tell his hand looks weird. He's like mm. carrying some sort of weird object in his hand. It's like kind of a squat rectangle with a little like smaller oval shaped thing coming off of it, holding in the air. And he's got what looks like a gun in the other hand, and that doesn't make sense. That doesn't huh? make any sense. So anyway, she she's like, oh, we got to recite the passage, and then that's when the redneck suddenly uh, has grabbed the gun while they weren't looking, and he's like, makes them go after Bobby Joe. Yeah, she and, takes the pages. And, and he takes the pages and throws them down, the, opens the cellar. the cellar, slides them down the cellar door and says, well, looks like you have to come with me now. The only thing I would I would, I would, just jump back and, and point out is that she explains that when reading the pages, what'll happen is first, all of the... Like, oh, I thought that was explained later. Okay, that, that's explained now? Yeah, she talks about it now. Oh, yeah. First, yeah, first you read it and that's going to summon the demon in its full form on Earth. Yes, and then once it's fully summoned, then you can dispel it. Like you it have has, to open the rift. In so the... you have to recite two different passages. Yeah. You have to finish the first passage, then the second uh, passage. Yeah. Which seems like, why wouldn't you just open the rift to begin with? But no, you can't do it that way. You no, must you... summon the evil well, first. You got, yeah. Well, you, well that, I think it's, it has to be fully summoned so it can be dispelled. Otherwise, because it's half in our world and half out, and you can't dispel uh, it until I it's see. fully in our world. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's good. some good logic there. Man, it's like you've never ever read a fantasy novel or anything. <laughs> Come on. So anyway, he takes a, he takes them out into the woods, and it's not too long before Bruce Campbell gets repossessed. Yeah. And they the, the Repo Man comes for him. And, <laughs> oh, sorry. Bruce Campbell gets possessed again. He it looks like he kills him because he very violently like grabs him and you mean, chucks him. Yeah, you're talking kills about Jake. Jake. Yeah. Um, so Jake then, is gone. Jake, Bobby Joe well, is it gone. looks he's not actually. No, dead, I know, though. but okay. I'm sorry. Yes. So as far as we believe, yeah, Bobby Joe is gone. Boyfriend Jeff is gone. 
Jake, we think, is gone. And Annie, Annie and goes, Annie running, goes running, back to running back to the cabin, and she ends up finding... Uh, and she ends up uh, finding this knife that looks kind of like the knife from Life Force. Yes. But it actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think that knife was actually in the first movie. Probably. I think they find that with all the weird occult stuff they find in the in the first movie and they end up stabbing it. Like, I think one of the characters is stabbed with it. Yeah. But um, but anyway, she finds this crazy, I think it's supposed to be like a Sumerian, ancient Sumerian dagger or some nonsense. But um, It's ribbed for her so pleasure. I, so anyway, uh, yeah. But then, so, so she ends up stabbing... Um, so I mean, she ends up getting that knife, and she she she's trying, going to defend herself, and that's when Bruce Campbell comes in and she stabs him, and then it's like, no, I'm just kidding. She actually ended up accidentally stabbing, stabbing Jake. Jake, and she drag she ends up uh, she's like dragging around, like, oh my god, oh my god. And he's like, you stabbed me. She's like, oh, I gotta get the knife out, but the knife is all nubbly and crazy, so she can't. It's like she's ha- she can't pull it out, and um, he accident she accidentally drags him too close to the cellar door. Which opens up, and that's when mommy drags, drags him head first, first into, into the basement, really and she's tr- holding onto his legs, trying to save him. And at a certain point, when you can just see his legs, everything sort of goes limp, and she's sprayed with another blood geyser. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> um, and that, and evil Ash, by the way, at this point has showed up, and she's fr- like freaking out, and he's going after her, and then he sees the pendant. Yeah, the necklace. And he says, the ne- and he goes, Linda. And he like shakes, and and he like and he fights off the dead. fights off the dead thing. And he goes to show up to her, and she almost and she's like she's threatening him like with the gun. And he's like, "I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's really funny. And they they realize they need the pages, and you know, basically, it's like this whole thing of well, we have to get those pages from that, you know, from there. We can't do it. And there's a this is the other great moment in the movie, which is first of all, he's like. You know, he's like, let's kill us a witch. Yes. And that's when we get to the A-Team style montage that this movie and Army of Darkness has a similar one. But that's when we go back to the murder shed. The murder shed. <laughs> I haven't seen a, it's been a while since we've had a good murder shed yeah. movie. Goes back to the murder shed and you see him basically designing a way to like, you know, like designing a way to attach the chainsaw to his hand yes. and start it. Like he's got, welding like, the ripcord rip yeah. is like attached to a little hook so he can start the chainsaw yeah. with with one arm, and then he you see him take the shotgun and he, he there's a great moment where he like he holds up the shotgun the chainsaw and, and saws off the turns into a sawed off and of course there's the classic line which you know flips around and says you said groovy yes <laughs> which is the best catchphrase uh, I love Ash so much. Uh, so he's strapped. He's got the gun strapped to his back. Suddenly, he's a badass, and this is this is the Ash that now knows how to take on and kill deadites. And they don't get called deadites in this movie, but they do at the very end. Yeah, not yeah, not till the end. So but, they're on uh, their way. They go back to the cellar. Um, she, uh, Annie stays up at the top, and he says he's going to go down. And, and she's going to yeah, and, and and basically she's you know there's this like he goes down. There's this whole creepy thing where he's garnering in the pages. There's a, the, one of the pages is right at the top of the stairs. And I do not for the life of me know why Ash takes it with him and doesn't just reach up and reach hand, up and hand it, it to her. To I her. agree. It's, it's a, like, here's the first one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it ends up, so basically the Ted Raimi creature finally comes out. It like, it's like literally he hands her the pages and then she grabs, she grabs him by the monster, grabs him by the feet yeah. and pulls him through the, the stairwell. This, this by the way, has a lot of shades of like Return of the Living Dead, like, like with the tar man uh, being down in the basement. Yeah. It has the same, it has a similar feel. Um, so while Ash is fighting this shimp, she is, uh, yeah, she's reading the pages and like, like, I think it's whenever he's, when she's spinning Ash around, I yes. think it's when the stuff comes out her ear. <laughs> in the grossness. Yes, yes. But, um, Somehow they get back up like, through the regular house. They're in the house fighting. It's like yeah. going all over and he's like, you know. And and, she's and, reading and the like, pages. I'll, that, I'll, I'll swallow your soul. I'll, I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow, swallow your soul. soul. And she says that and then she's got a, suddenly got a fa- like a, a mouthful of uh, sh- sawed off and he says, swallow, swallow this. this. Boom, Boom, blows her head off. And that's when Burnham Wood starts uh, marching uh, across the field uh, to Dunsinane. <laughs> I'm glad you finally. I cannot believe it took you that long to get what I was going for. Keep for going. shame. So she's like, Whatever "Oh God, this this tree monster is starting to crawl through the front thing," and he's like, "Just read it." Yeah. Uh, and she's she starts to read the pages. She she is almost finished with it. She opens up the the, the, the she finishes the first thing and she's starting to read the second one. And that's when that's when you get. And I know you tried to use it earlier, but I'm sorry. Chekhov's hand because suddenly she's talking and the knife 
comes out of her, like, and she falls over, and his evil hand, his giggly evil hand, by the way, the hand, if you, we didn't mention it, the hand makes little, like, laughing, <laughs> evil, evil laughing voices come out of the hand all the yeah. time. So the hand has stabbed her. It's and, laughing. And it's laughing. The portal opens. The car goes flying into this huge portal. Uh, you hear the monster saying, victory is ours, victory is ours. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, but this is, but then suddenly Annie mutters the last lines of it and the portal basically completely opens. The monster goes, uh, oh, Ash, um, Ash like puts the chainsaw to the monster's yeah. face and is like, Aah! but then, but everything disappears into the portal, flies away, but she drops dead. She's the last of the of the non-Ash humans left. Yes. But then Ash goes, no, no, no. And he gets sucked into the portal along with one of the tree, along with the, tr- the now normal tree. <laughs> so, and then we cut to what appears to be a battle in the medieval, <laughs> in the yes. Middle Ages. And the, the car lands in the middle of, a, what, it's obviously a quarry yeah. somewhere in probably North Carolina. <laughs> and the car lands, the tree, which is now devoid of leaves, and it's just a trunk with branches, and Ash all land in this in this this ancient medieval quarry. They're surrounded by knights. Ash is surrounded by knights. You know, he gets up, and that's when they're attacked by a winged and they say, It's a dead eye, a dead eye. And as it swoops down, Ash just stands there, like blows it's it away like... with the shotgun, you know, and all and they're like, It's he, the one who the man who fell from the sky and they all like gather around him and it looks just like the tapestry and he's going, no, no, no. And that is the end of um, Evil Dead 2. And of course, as you know, as you know, as we talked about earlier, the sequel Army of Darkness ended up being made for actually quite a bit of money and got a major theatrical release uh, after the success of Darkman. Uh, So, so we do it, and there and since then there has been there was going to be an Evil Dead Four movie that never really came to pass. Though it, I haven't seen it yet. Though on I think, I think Cinemac, like Cinemax? Showtime, no, show, well, one of the one of the network stars, no, it's stars, has uh, three seasons of the show Ash versus Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, which is uh, continuing the story of Ash and battling the Evil Dead. Is it Bruce Campbell? Yeah, oh, wow. Bruce Campbell plays Ash in it. Yeah, it, it, from what I heard, I've not seen it, and I one day I'll see it because I, I love the Evil Dead movies. But um, from what I heard, the first season's really good, and then you get diminishing returns as you go or something. But um, but it's but essentially you get what they always really wanted to do, which is make the awful pun medieval dead. I was gonna say, uh, you know, so yeah, and then, so yeah, that okay, is so, that is the movie. So John, I I need to ask you this question. Go ahead. Was it worth revisiting? Oh, man, I fucking love this movie. I'm not even a fucking bluff. I love Evil Dead 2. It is one of my favorite horror movies. It is, because it's a horror comedy for one thing. It's really, like, it's gory. It's silly. It's very funny in parts. The slapstick is great. It's just, it's, it does so much with so little. Like, the movie was made for, like, $3 million. And it made, like, $10 million at the box office, so ka-ching. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's an excellent movie. I mean, Sam Raimi is, a, like, like this, he was still a wonderkin director. And, like, you know, his first movie was made in 1982 when he was 22, yeah. I think it was. he was a baby. So this was 87. He was, like, he was, he was, like, 25 when they started filming and 27 by the time it hit theaters. Yeah. He's a young guy, and it's a great, it's a, it's, it's a lot, a lot of fun. You know, it's like one of those things where you, you, you know he knows how to make a movie and it's not surprising that he later was given a lot bigger budgets and allowed to make, like, s- successful Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Not always successful, but... Hollywood know, movies. But, some, but he definitely made quite a few Hollywood movies and it's de- it's a delight. Um, you know, and... You know, like it, it's you can you can really you can really tell. I, I the only thing this movie could have had that I wish it didn't it did because I, I know the the Ra- the Raimi boys and uh, and Bruce Campbell make cameos in Coen Brothers movies. It would have been nice to see uh, Joel and Ethan show up in this because uh, yeah. <laughs> they're friends. Uh, you know. Anyway, yes, Allie, was it worth watching? Oh boy, um, I'm gonna say yeah. You better say yeah. Or I'm gonna say yeah. Liar. Um, no, I mean it. Like I okay. Here's my feeling about it. Oh, it was a lot. Oh, that's what's good about no, it. No, I know. I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying this is, it was a lot. I don't think it's a movie that like I could watch at any, 
it's not a Princess Bride movie to me where like you just well, pop it on at any point. I don't just like, pop what? on Evil Dead 2. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do. It's been a, it's been a couple years since the last time I saw okay. it. I don't just throw it on. Yeah, I do actually own this movie. This isn't one that there's we had to lot, rent or find. There's a lot of... Um, hunt. <laughs> there is a lot of gore to it that, that I don't love. Um, but, but you're right. There is a lot of slapstick and there's a lot of comedy in there that it it offsets the gore so that I could I could it's like I think about it this way like would I when I when you ask me was it worth watching I have to think to myself will I watch it again like is this a movie I would watch again I think now you see I, I that's not what I think the question is no, I feel it's like not. it's I feel like it's was it worth having watched no I get that and yeah. that answer is yes but then I was thinking about it like what, is this a movie I would watch again like uh. if this were, you know if you were in the room and you were watching the movie would I sit down and watch it with you or would I be like all right I've seen that I don't need to see it again and I feel like I would probably work on my puzzle and then every time that one of the funny moments came in I'd probably watch oh so every, every 38 seconds pretty much every rules. 38 seconds yeah yeah. And by, by the way, I, I want to clarify. I actually am not a huge fan of gore in movies. I only like cartoonish gore. Yeah, it's and this movie, the gore in this is fake. It's pretty fake. intense. I don't like realistic gore. No, it's very, it's intense. Like, I like. It's intensely fake. It's like, like again, like it's like blood fountains. Yes, it's blood fountains. It's, it's like eyeballs popping in, out of the I air. And it's into laughing someone's mouth. hands. I mean, it's, yeah, it's you know, comedy. It's, yeah, it's, it's comedy. It's, 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 like, it's comedy. ridiculous gore. You can't yeah. take it seriously. No, agreed. So anyway, um, you're waving this in my face. Do you want me to, you want me to, you want me to, to, to push our website or you something? Want, do you want to push our website? I'll push it right off a cliff. I don't know if the launch is. You know what I'm saying? I anyway, our website is, we are a match made in space. Our website is matchmadeinspace.com. Our, you can send us emails at to, from, around, wow. the way of... <laughs> matchmadeinspace at gmail.com one day I'll check that we probably have like 40 emails I rate, and review us. rate and review us rate, 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 rate and review us, rate uh, review us. Uh, I, I guess just Apple Podcasts but I guess if there's a pod feed of, of some sort that has reviews John's very very sensitive to the fact that somebody gave us I a am not <laughs> I mentioned it once to you and you have brought it up in every podcast since you're the sensitive one okay I'm the sensitive one make Allie feel better make me feel better <laughs> Because I like I don't I don't care I know we're not great we're right now our average is something like three and a half or four and a half that's fine you know, people are sad that we haven't been doing the hard grays night you though. say that every time but I don't think they are okay if you're sad that you haven't heard hard grays night can you please tweet that to John at at Hitler puncher but Jeff already knows my <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like to high five me because of hard grays night you can uh, you can tweet me at Ali A L I underscore Goodman. Write it all out. It's Allie, A-L-I, underscore Goodman, written yeah. every one of those. Oh, my God, I hit you really hard. Yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. You, you hit me very hard I'm most so episodes. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, you can hug me all you want. I didn't mean to hit you. Uh, we also actually have an Twitter presence. We do? Which you can actually tweet the actual show. What? what? At M-M-I-S podcast. And I felt like I wanted to add another thing there, but no, that's <laughs> really Because normally is. I say that, and then I say our... Twitter handles. Which oh, I see. We also have a, a Facebook page that Allie makes me update, yes, even I though I told her I would never update it. Again, I probably used this example before, but this is the dog that Allie wanted, and then when she got it, I ended up having to walk. That's every not single true. Time. I would never make you walk our dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, certain winter days of. <laughs> You just would walk him across the street to make it. He wouldn't even go outside. And, and I know. He sucked. Winter. He's a terrible dog. He wasn't a terrible dog. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Y'all really a dog. Smart. He was pretty bad, right? He wasn't a dog. <laughs> I'm not crazy, right? The problem and is he wasn't a dog. Okay, yes, he was He was a deadite. Yes. <laughs> he Clearly, uh, someone read the Necromant- Necromanta? Necronomicon, John. How do I not know that one? <laughs> if I know you, John, you're going to stop this. You're going to re-edit it. No, and then no. you're going to come back. Necromantis sounds like a really cool horror movie host. Like a, like a really... I am the Necromantis. Like, like, like if Elvira was even sluttier and less funny. <laughs> <laughs> like just a, just not even a comedy version of like a, just a dominatrix showing, I am Necromantis. The dangerous enchantress. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that, Apple. I don't know why I said Apple there. <laughs> oh, it's just subliminally say go to Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. <laughs> but only if you give us a five. If it's less than a five, go to fucking hell. Yep, seriously. Like, <laughs> How dare you fuck our perfect rating take, up, person. Take, take this fake hand and go fuck yourself. But I'm not angry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this podcast sucks. I'm sorry. <coughs> this, is not a, this isn't a five episode. So you guys, you guys. You guys. You guys. Happy Halloween stuff. Also to the gals and the non-binaries. Oh my since God, Allie right. used gendered language. I totally did, didn't I? 
Yeah, yeah. Happy Halloween. This is our folks, special. I no no. Fox folks. Happy I can't even Halloween. say. I can't say Shocktober. I can't say Spooktacular. No. Those are done by other podcasts. Yeah. Thanks for our Gore. match made in space. Ween. Oh my god. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Pleasant screams, everyone. Oh my god. I'm like embarrassed <laughs> by you right now. Oh no. Why are we not ending this? No. Why it's more fun to watch you have to struggle. Anyway, this is a match made in space. You, you don't get to do it. Then do it <laughs> in this podcast. Oh my God, do I have to read the second page <laughs> to fucking put that into the portal? <laughs> into the portal. Uh, this has been a match made in space. Signing off. Adios. <laughs> no. 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 No.